0: Welcome to Keystone Education Radio, the podcast for all things focused on education in Pennsylvania. Now, here's your host, Nathan Maines.
1: Welcome to Keystone Education Radio. In this episode, I'll be interviewing PIAA Executive Director, Dr. Robert Lombardi, about changes in athletics, including new league classifications that contributed to near record attendance at this year's basketball tournament, as well as new and potential changes impacting student athlete health and safety. Later on in the program, we'll talk to plymouth Whitemarsh students who recently presented Creative Solutions to World Problems at an Open Minds Engineering Competition. So now that the fall and winter sports are in the books, uh, I know that there's been some changes in the classifications, how's that worked out this year?
2: Uh, so far, so good. We think it's gone very, very well. What we're hearing from the schools are. They really like it because now they're competing against more like-sized schools. And it has given some schools the opportunity that if they were at the bottom of a larger classification um, um, class, that they're competing against schools that are competitively the same. And we've seen a lot of new faces in the playoffs, and I think that's been healthy.
1: So positive to be able to bring in more schools, give them an opportunity to go a little bit further in the season.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Great. and it's worked out very, very well. Good.
1: the uh, The basketball championships. when We talk about uh, uh, recent uh, events with PIAA record crowds for some of that. Uh, can you you know talk a little bit about what what happened and and what contributed to uh, just an amazing uh, tournament in Hershey this year?
2: Well, we had some teams that have had. A long tradition of basketball do very, very well. Um, Carlisle revisited the old days of uh, the four-year run that they had with uh, Jeff Lebo and Billy Owens in the uh, late 80s there. Um, and. Uh, they went all the way to the Western final. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a great run. Reading had a terrific run. Their fan base has always been rabid. And they made it to the final and won the 6A championship. Um, we worked very, very hard to accommodate their crowd. Um, we went to Kutztown University. We went to the Leacora Center. We used Santander. And then we finished up with Hershey for all their ball games. And we had a record. We had... Um, almost a sellout now not quite okay but we had um, the best crowd that I ever remember being in the giant center in 14 years that we've been there that's tremendous so and and we had some other like minersville brought a great crowd and they made uh, they were undefeated this year they were the one of the few teams that went through this season unblemished I think the only team that didn't lose at all So I think the classification spread people out against more competitive size, like size schools, and it seems to be very successful. I'd like to see another year of it and take a a little better look at it. Sure. But um, so far, so good. We're very, very pleased.
1: Well, certainly basketball is a testament to it working well and bringing in uh, more excitement and energy around it than ever before.
2: It was terrific being in the Giants Center on Saturday night. I don't ever remember that place being that alive. That's great. We've had some good crowds with some wrestling, you know, but we've never topped 9,000, and we were well over 9,500.
1: That's amazing. So spring sports are right around the corner and and some changes uh, coming with baseball. What's what's on tap?
2: Yeah, uh, the National Federation, the rules writing body, our parent group out of Indianapolis uh, at the end of um, the summer came to all the states and said, you know what, we need to establish a pitching (laughs) rule, which was a little short notice, (laughs) but we did. And this year is the first year for a, a pitching rule for all our uh, baseball teams. Um, the season is off and running; it seems to be going very well. Um, they need to record the pitches thrown, and we have a tiered system based on the number of pitches thrown, uh, the number of days of rest the pitcher will need. Mm-hmm. Um, it's we've always had we've had a pitching rule maybe the last 15 years but it was based on innings now it's actual pitches thrown and each school has to check with each other through the innings um, to make sure that the numbers correspond and they are to complete that by putting them into max preps so that everybody can see who's on what pitches and who's eligible so So
1: everybody's got access to all the same data that's right and and this is clearly something that's meant to uh, to help high school athletes look to uh, you know stay healthier longer and not overwork them right Uh,
2: the health and safety of the pitching arm and young people is very very important it's been done in um, little league baseball for a number of years and most of the other codes are using it so We've uh, adopted a a program called Game Changer. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the recommended one we use, and it uh, interfaces nicely with Max Preps to post them. And so far, we're into the second week of the season. People seem to be very happy. Good.
1: Well, we talk about the health and safety of athletes, and you've seen changes at, at the, the professional level, uh, football, for instance, to, to both move the game along a little bit quicker, but also look at how to protect the athletes more. What do you see coming down the pike? that will really uh, protect the high school athletes even more? Anything that the national uh, professional sports leagues are doing that you see coming this direction?
2: Well, uh, we got a little intel that uh, softball may be going to a pitching role. Okay. So there is some concern for the health and safety of the young ladies throwing too many pitches in a day. Right now, uh, with softball they've, uh, the argument has always been because they're throwing underhand it's an- anatomically correct and it's not the stress on the shoulder joint that that overhand pitch is. But uh, they're starting to find some research that says that's not true. So we think that's coming. Okay. Uh, football is always a concern out there. Um, uh, we have our heat acclimatization that works. Right. I just got back from an NATA meeting and they're very adamant on trying to reduce contact during the season. Okay. As you know, as a board member, the board is looking at removing shoulder pads again. Mm-hmm. It's past the second reading. We hope it passes the third, because when you put shoulder pads on kids, they do one thing, they wanna hit. Sure. And we need to stop that contact outside the defined season so that we don't have people hitting too much and taking care of the health and safety of those players.
1: So it's always evolving. It's something that PIAA is always looking at, and and it'll continue to evolve, as I hear you, uh, as they discover new ways to be able to protect athletes in all of the sports.
2: Yep, and and we're very lucky in Pennsylvania. We have a very active sport medicine uh, advisory committee that almost every one of our people on that committee is actively involved at a school or at a clinic. Uh, they are physicians, um, we have uh, orthopedic surgeons on there, we have uh, pediatricians, dietitians. It's really a cross-section of uh, uh, physicians and athletic trainers, and they have done a great job formulating our sport medicine guidelines and trying to put health and safety of the athlete first.
1: Tremendous. We're joined, uh, as we have been in the past, by uh, Dr. Robert Lombardi. He's the executive director over at PIAA. Bob, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you for having us, Nathan. It's always a pleasure.
0: PowerSchool is the leading K-12 education technology provider of solutions that improve the education experience for 100 million students, teachers, and parents in over 70 countries around the world. PowerSchool provides the industry's first unified classroom experience, empowering teachers with best-in-class, secure, and compliant online solutions, including student information systems, learning management and classroom collaboration, assessment analytics, behavior, special education case management, and finance HR ERP. Learn how PowerSchool does all of this and drives student growth. Visit PowerSchool.com.
1: I hope you've heard about the Success Starts Here campaign, which is spreading positive stories about public education. One of the stories on the campaign's website is from Colonial School District in Montgomery County. Joining us today by telephone is Sarah Fry. She's a library media specialist and sophomore student Jenna Liu. Hello, Sarah and Jenna. Thanks for joining me. Hi. The, uh, the story was featured uh, on the Success Starts Here website, and it's about a project called Open Minds. Sarah, tell me a little more about that.
0: Open Minds uh, was a collaborative program that we presented to our students in, um, in joint effort with LaSalle University. LaSalle University has been doing Open Minds on their collegiate campus for several years now, so we partnered with them to bring that experience to our high school students. Open Minds consists of a week of daily challenges. So um, these are engineering design competitions that are no more than 30 minutes. They're hands-on. They're intended to get students working together. And those daily challenges really catapult us into the Open Minds competition as a whole. Um, The Open Minds competition as a whole uh, allows students to work in teams of two to four. They research a... Sustainable Development Goal from the United Nations, and they explore that goal, coming up with a possible solution to one of those goals, and they present uh, they present their ideal solution with a prototype and a business plan to a team of judges. The competition um, is kind of moderated by me, but what really makes it unique is that each team has the ability to collaborate and receive support from a La- LaSalle University student, and one of the faculty members from our, from our school here. So the student teams in conjunction with LaSalle students and RPW staff are all working at the same time, competing against each other in a sense that it comes down to their kind of Shark Tank-esque pitch, but ultimately they may present different projects at the end.
1: So it, uh, on the write-up that, that uh, is on the website, you talk about the innovation life cycle. Tell me a little more about that.
0: Sure. So the Innovation Life Cycle um, builds off of the engineering design process where we think of the engineering design process focusing solely on the product or the prototype. Um, The Innovation Life Cycle really requires students to think um, as an entrepreneur and consider things like their target market, the competition they may have, and the cost benefit of their ideas and products. Uh, Within the competition, we require our students to use the Lean Canvas model. Uh, to organize their ideas and their plans for this. So that's a component of them plotting out their ideas, figuring out what the competition might present, what makes their product or, uh, or their program unique and effective, and how they would actually sell it and market it to sh- uh, stakeholders and general consumers.
1: And so, Jenna, you were one of the students in this past year's competition, correct?
3: Yes, I was.
1: And tell us a little more about uh, your project and uh, what what you hope to accomplish as you went through the process
3: so our group name was the animal crossing guards what we did was we um, we looked at we looked online and saw some bridges that were for animals it looked like like it, it looked like normal forest except we innovated that into something that was more useful to us meaning like um, our goals were for like sustainable cities and communities, we tried to change it. We were preventing roadkill by doing this and what we added to the bridge was wind turbines. And by doing that, we were getting clean energy out of it because cars would be driving under the bridge where the wind turbines were and the wind turbines would work and provide clean energy for people which, we're, which is better than using other energy because you're using something that's renewable and clean.
1: Right. And after going through the experience last year, are you planning on uh, being a part of the competition again this year?
3: Um, I would like to be part of the competition this year. Uh, it was really fun last year working and trying out something that I never did before.
1: And can you, uh, can you give us a hint as to what your project might be, or is that top secret?
3: Um, so far, it's not a secret. Uh, <laughs> I want to do something that relates to probably no poverty and no hunger in the world, because those are problems that ultimately cause other problems in the world, too.
1: Sarah, you, you mentioned earlier a partnership with LaSalle on this. Uh, I, I imagine uh, as you've gone through it now, both LaSalle and the school district have seen uh, some great benefits coming out of this uh, for, for the students and for the district and, and the university. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Absolutely. Uh, we started planning this project last spring, and um, for every step of the way, we've had a, a group of LaSalle students and faculty with us. So it, it really has been a collaborative effort. They didn't just pass us the baton and and say goodbye. Um, the biggest component I would say that's been that that worked for us was the student involvement. Um, they've got a great perspective of having done the the activities themselves, but then also serving as uh, as leaders and mentors for our students has been really rewarding for both um, our students and and those LaSalle students who are hoping, to uh, to develop more skills and, and nurture them, nurture themselves into business leaders and scientists and all kinds of wonderful adults in our community. Great. So we really we really appreciate their involvement um, with that, and we're looking to. To build on that this spring with our next competition as well and get more of the LaSalle students involved.
1: Well it's a it's a fascinating project and uh, and Jenna it sounds like uh, your group just did an amazing job. I want to thank uh, Sarah and Jenna uh, both from Colonial School District Montgomery County uh, for joining us talking about the Open Minds project.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Keystone Education Radio. We'll talk to you next time.
3: The views and opinions expressed on the Keystone Education Radio podcast are solely the views and opinions of our guests and do not reflect the views and opinions
1: of the Pennsylvania School Boards Association. Thank you.